And Karna Digital Marketing is a proud sponsor of the Touchdown City Show. For websites and your digital marketing needs, visit digitalmarketingwv.com. I know you got other stuff, but let's start this practice first. You what, seven, eight, nine days? Yeah, we're going into day seven, I believe, uh, today. So, you know, the schedule was we went Monday, Tuesday, uh, off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Saturday, I reward them with the uh, a scrimmage, uh, so a twenty-minute scrimmage on Saturday, and then gave Sunday off, and then uh, you know Monday, and and now we're day seven here, Tuesday. I've been very, very pleasantly surprised. Uh, guys are really stepping up and competing at every position. And, uh, you know, especially, you know, I came in here and had media last Tuesday. It was probably the worst practice that, that second day. That second day, you know, they maybe they understood what uh, what we were doing and, and kind of got bad vibes that day and bad energy. And, and, you know, I had to stop a couple times and just refocus, you know, and guys, you know, it's going to be like this it's day in and day out. We just, and a lot of it maybe you, know, you look back, you, you think maybe it's because they've never to this point went back to back days, and so I thought you know maybe that was the reason. And you know we had Wednesday off, kind of re, you know refocused, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday was great. We didn't have those same issues, so we carried over and, and really brought the energy. Are you getting better, and who's starting to make some strides? Where we're getting better is probably just, you know, you, you talked about you, last time in the media, we talked about you know, our chemistry and learning how to play off each other, knowing your personnel, those type of things. And, and I think guys are starting to understand what other guys can do. And the more we, we can develop in that area, the better off we're going to be. So... You know, I'm, I'm continually trying to, to mix and match with, with the rotations uh, and the teams. So it's a competitive day in and day out. I haven't separated anybody, you know, in terms of what, I, what I'm seeing in terms of a starting lineup. I'm, I haven't done that yet. So uh, to this point, just trying to keep everything competitive and, and all those guys playing different combinations to figure out who plays well together. How about handling the ball? I know last couple of years, particularly in preseason, uh, turnovers have been an issue. How's that been? It's been good. We, we uh, certainly, Jeremiah's had his issues um, trying to learn everything. And, and, you know, he's a young point guard. We talked about the fact that, you know, he hasn't played a, a game of college basketball yet. So he certainly had his issues. But, you know, I was so pleasantly surprised when, you know, he was running the point there in that 20-minute scrimmage on, on Saturday. He was uh, four assists, no, no turnovers. So he stepped up. You know, we, we've been on him day in and day out. And, and we got great guys to mentor him. You know, Jordan's been a point guard. You know, all those other guys on the staff, you know, really can get in his ear and kind of show him the ways. So um, I've been pleasantly surprised with how those relationships are going, and, and he's carrying some of that over. Now I've told him, uh, Jeremiah, I said, you can, you know, the biggest impact you're going to have from day one is probably going to be on the defensive end. So as long as you can be salvageable on the offensive end and, and not be a detriment, uh, you're going to play. Josh, um, do you guys have a secret scrimmage? Oh, uh, yeah, we do. Okay. So I'm just kind of wondering because, I mean, because of the, uh, the Italy trip, that kind of changed plans a little bit. And so, you know, and even like the scrimmage coming up on, on Friday, uh, the secret scrimmage and then the charity thing. I mean, normally those things are really kind of, 
you know, they're learning tools and really not really, but how big do those kind of moments become now in, in, in this process? Yeah, and the way we're scheduling everything, I, I was, I wanted to reward them at the end of the week last week in terms of Saturday getting a 20-minute scrimmage and, and everybody getting some some uh, good looks uh you know they they practice and they drill and they practice and they drill so getting that opportunity not only for them for us as assistant coaches and, and me as a new head coach to to simulate on the sideline um, I'm going to do that I did that last Saturday I'm going to do it again this Saturday and the following weekend we'll have a close scrimmage against a legit opponent um, and, and this weekend you know for for uh, Mountaineer Madness so they'll play but it's not going to be real structured but we're gonna give them a chance to the fans a chance to see what uh, what we're working with day in and day out. But uh, yeah, then we'll have the charity exhibition game with George Mason, and then uh, from there on we we open up. So uh, anytime I can bring referees in here and simulate a real game, it's going to be to my benefit, or our assistants' benefits, the players' benefit. I mean, uh, we're trying to reward them and, and simulate it as best we can. Sounds like you charted that scrimmage. Who were some of the guys that stood out in, in that scrimmage? Uh, Seth really played really well early. He he played well early. Uh, he was making shots. Kobe and, and Seth uh, played on that blue team together, and, and and Josiah Harris. Those guys came out real well, and I think that's the what I talked about earlier, the chemistry factory factor. Those guys have played together, so they knew what to expect from me, from one another. Um, so the core group on the white team was, was uh, Kerr, Ray, Jesse. Um, so there, you you saw some some errors that you that you can attribute to that, and so they came out hot. Uh, they were moving the ball really well, the blue team, uh, and then you know we got down twelve points at some point, and end up forcing overtime just because we turned up the pressure. And I, I kept on reiterating the fact that's how you change games. You really turn up the pressure defensively. So shots weren't falling for Ray early. They weren't falling for Kerr. So uh, the pressure got turned up, and, and uh, late, late in that game, we forced overtime and end up uh, with a two-minute overtime. So we end up playing two, 22 minutes, but with a two-minute overtime, um, the white team, which is which Kerr and Ray and, and Jesse and that group, uh, end up having a shot to win that didn't fall. But it was a really competitive 20 minutes, and it was really good for us in terms of growth. It sounds like they need to play a lot of basketball. As many times you can get them five on five because they – didn't do it in the summertime. Yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, you the, figure out as much you can, right? Yeah, we got we got to learn how each kid. Everybody has their own strengths, weaknesses, and and we we got to figure out how we highlight those strengths and, and minimize those weaknesses. I've got to ask you, what can you tell us about the Jose Perez situation? Um, you know, the student privacy laws. I can't get into all that. Um, I'm proud of Jose. For coming in here and, and finishing his degree, he got his undergraduate degree here at West Virginia, and and uh, certainly that's uh, a priority for student athletes to to get that degree. So I'm I'm, I'm really proud of the fact that he got that, but it, that's I can't go any further than that. How does it impact your depth? I think it's going to empower a lot of guys. Okay. There's a lot of guys on the roster that. Uh, probably felt like they were in the background, so to speak. And now now they see that they have a really good opportunity. And those guys have done everything the right way. 
So I think he's going to empower them, give them the confidence to move forward, and really help this program. Going on here, that's that's a significant decision for you that you can handle any number of ways. Not critical at all. I'm just curious what you thought about handling like the, really the first time where something like that's popped up and you have to make a call. Well, I mean, I I, I I'm in charge of this basketball program and, and leading this basketball program. So, like I told all of our guys, I'm going to do what's best, what's in the best interest of everybody in the program, whether that be. Myself, the assistant coaches, all those players that are looking at me for leadership, I'm going to make the right decisions for the best interest of everybody. And that's the way I look at it. Let me ask you, me ask you this, and this is, we'll make it hypothetical, but, but Jose said that it involves study hall, and I'm not going to ask you if that's what it involves or not. But on a, on a basis of setting up team rules and the likes, you got a kid who came to school, you say you're proud, he graduated. He got his degree, if indeed Scuddy Hall was involved in that. I mean, a 25-year-old guy who's got a degree, does he have to go to Scuddy Hall? Not going to get into that. I mean, I, I'm, I talked about the non-negotiables in the first team meeting, and there's a lot of non-negotiables, and I wasn't going to compromise uh, the integrity of the program and uh, the culture of the program. So... That's where I'm going to leave it. Uh, we're moving forward. Uh, we got a great group of guys and doing uh, – everybody else in the roster really doing everything the right way. And we're going to reward those guys and we're going to move forward. Josiah Harris, is that a guy that could benefit from, from this? 100%. And uh, what an excellent kid with a great approach and takes and does everything the right way, comes into work every day. I look at the stats there today. I keep on talking about rebounding. I mean, rebounding's been an issue, and I think JoJo got like eight rebounds in that 22 minutes. So uh, he understands uh, where he can be effective for us, and and uh, we want to uh, keep empowering him and giving him that confidence to keep coming in every day and helping us. Details about Offrey, I think I'm pronouncing it right, and how, how you, you got on him. And you know, Offrey's, Offrey's, been, Offrey's such a breath of fresh air as well. I mean, there's a there's a language barrier there for sure to try to to navigate in terms of teaching him. But he's got such great instincts for the game, and um, each and every day when we come out there, I feel like Ofer's getting better, and 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 he's not trying to force anything. Uh, he's just letting the game come to him. But he does so many things for us. When at first you you looked at him, you're like, well. This is a big, strong, this is a man's league. Is he going to be able to help us? And we, we've really prioritized, you know, diet and nutrition and, and the weight room with him. And, and once he gets that strength, uh, he's going to be a force because he's just, he, he's got a natural instinct for the game. So he's going to, I mean, at first you thought, well, maybe he's not going to get very many, you know, minutes and we're going to develop him. But uh, we're looking at Ofri as uh, playing a significant role. Deshaun was connected uh, through some people. You know, Deshaun played uh, overseas for a number of years uh, in Israel, and, and I think he had some connections there. And people that he uh, got to know, you know, reached out, and we started uh, looking at his film, and he was very intriguing. Now, I wish he had another 30 pounds of uh, size to him and mass to him when he showed up, but, uh, you know, we'll get there with him, and we're excited to have him. And, and, and Deshaun's been great with, uh, you know, those connections and, and bringing him in to uh, fill a void that we needed to fill, you know, right away in the, this summer. So, you mentioned 
to Jeremiah, do you have anyone who can kind of fill that KD Johnson role of being an on-ball defender like that and kind of getting into someone's face up and down the court? Kobe's probably the guy. Uh, you you kind of got to stay on Kobe in terms of being aggressive offensively because you guys have watched him over the course of several years that, you know, that wasn't his game. Uh, his his confidence is starting to skyrocket. I think I talked about that last last time we had a media session from last year to this year. He's probably by far the, the most improved guy uh, from a carryover standpoint. And he's going to be the one that, you know, probably picks up a lot of minutes uh, as a backup point guard uh, at this point mainly because uh, Jeremiah is, you know, to a point that we still got to get him some reps and figure out where he at, where he is, um, you know, when, when we start getting into those bye games and those non-conference games. But when things get tough, we know Kobe's got that uh, that experience to go out there and run the show. And, and as a point guard, he's shown that experience. Now back to the defensive end, he is the guy that, you know, with the length and athleticism that can stay in front of someone. Is he as quick twitch as, as, as Keedy? Probably not. Probably not, but uh, uh, if I had to go to someone to get a stop and, and lock someone down, that's uh, Kobe Johnson. You mentioned um, concerned about rebounding. Um, is this going to be maybe a, a deal where you uh, value possessions? Is it going to be one of those types of teams, or is that still to be determined? Still two to be determined. I mean, we're, we're, we got to throw ourselves out against a real opponent. You, you, you look at rebounding, and, and especially in a closed scrimmage, how do you – uh, how do you compare against yourself? So uh, we need to run up against somebody and figure out uh, whether rebounding is a legit an issue. You know, we certainly can try to foreshadow that being an issue and 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 drill it each and every day. But we might we might come you know back from a closed scrimmage and heck we're we're a lot better rebounding team than we thought. But we have this other issue that kind of pops up. So at this point in, this, in time, especially in practice, you know, day seven, uh, it'll start to wear down on you because you don't know. And then we build up and we play someone, you know, on you know that weekend of the 14th and 15th. So uh, hopefully we'll have a much better, you know, uh, judge of where we're at. With a late start you got and with the, all the newcomers you're throwing together, you're you know, a long way from what Kansas is going through right now or, you know, some of the other teams in the league. What's fair to expect of of this team as it moves along? I don't even think it's fair to really, you know, have those conversations yet. Um, you, you know, we certainly – the ultimate goal is to get to the NCAA tournament with the best possible seed. And, and that's – you know, I, I had those guys get together and do their team goals and, and – so many times over the years I've seen the lofty, lofty goals and nobody really put together the goals and the system in place to get there. So I, I told those guys and I saw as leaders, I said, when you do that and you have those, uh, those conversations, put some systems in place. Put some numbers in place in terms of like offensive efficiencies, turnovers, you know, how many, how many you want to limit to or whatever those things are and try to maximize yourself as a team in terms of your potential. Now, don't just put these goals without the systems in place. You have to put uh, the smaller goals in place to, to try to reach to, to maximize uh, yourself as a, as a team and an organization. Coach, you were talking about guys seeing an opportunity with, with Jose being out. Um, is it as simple as just plugging, saying, hey, you – you get in. Is there more 
to it than that? I mean, uh, kind of. There's got to be some kind of transition there for, for for guys, I would imagine. Well, we're talking about, you know, Jose was here ten months. He never played, so uh, we're acting like we're filling a void that we had. I mean, sure, he was on the roster, and we had every intention of him playing and, and being a part of this program, but. Um, everybody else was in the same boat. I mean, everybody's, you know, there's a lot of talk out there that he was, he was, he was a starter and this, that, and the other. That there, there was nothing to this point that I said or anybody said and promised that he would be to that level. We had a lot of guys competing with that. So I'm not going to come in here from day one and say, you know, pigeonhole someone into, you know, a position that they, they haven't earned yet question that you're going to have to answer until the decision's made, but Raekwon, anything new? You hear anything at all? No, no, nothing, nothing yet. So we're just patiently waiting and Raekwon's been, uh, you know, certainly it, it weighs heavy on, on everyone, but I'm certainly weighs heavy on him. And, and I have personal conversations with, with him every day in terms of how to handle it and keep your head on straight. And, and he's just a special, special kid. And I, I can't, I can't wait till you guys dig into his story and get to know him because uh, he's someone that Mountaineer Nation can really gravitate towards and and adopt as one of their own, and, and I think you all love him. What does um, team chemistry mean to you, and how do you evaluate? I know basketball is such a small group. You guys are together so much. You travel. You, you, you're in a confined space. What does it mean to you? How do you value chemistry? Chemistry and culture is, is first and foremost. I've seen some really, really good teams and very, very talented teams over the years that uh, you wonder how the heck they're losing. They're losing mainly because there's chemistry issues. There's culture issues. And then you look at the flip side of that. You see a lot of teams that are probably don't have nearly the talent that they're beating people because of their chemistry and their culture. Uh, and everybody's bought into the program. Everybody's bought into the staff. There's no arguments. It's uh, you, you know we go. We're all in this together, and we're gonna we're gonna pull through, and we're all rowing in the same direction. And that's where where you're, where you're building a program. That's where you got to get to from from day one. You got to build that trust. You got to build that culture. You got to build that you, you build that up within the organization. You got you got to put people in place to lead the team and figure out who those people are and then you hope you know every day they come into work with a great attitude and that's where we're at right now and I'm excited about the culture and and excited about the chemistry and and sure you guys probably have some questions as to who our rotations are going to be and what that what that's going to look like but I don't next man up we're going to figure out uh, who wants to be here and who wants to do things right and and we're going to move forward that chemistry together when the players are, you know, one of the eight new ones and coaches are new? And is it hard to develop yeah, that? I mean, that those challenges, you know, I was that whole summer has been a, a complete challenge, and, and starting with your roster is a challenge in itself. And we talked about it before. I mean, I have good relationships with everybody on, on my staff, um, and I, I do. They haven't worked together before, though. Um, Alex and, and DJ worked together a little bit, and as Alex was a GA last year, uh, Demar was an assistant. But we're bringing in uh, Jordan McCabe, we're bringing in uh, Deshaun Butler. So building that that staff chemistry is just as important. 
and we meet every day and we go over everything together and uh, we're always on the same page and you know we don't always agree but at the end of the day we we come to a conclusion and, and this is the way we move forward so sure the staff chemistry is important the team chemistry is important and how we gel as a staff and uh as the athletes together i mean that's important as well as you know just as important you mentioned the language barrier with offering how do you deal with that is that something you have past experience with that no, at all? i mean he, i probably overplayed that i mean he can he speaks good english but when you talk about from a basketball standpoint um you know, the the barriers even exist within all the other players that may, they might be three or four or five year guys that played with different under different structures under different systems under different coaches so not only is he coming in fresh and new um he's also got the you know his english is a second language so he's learned as well so yeah there's barriers and we're just trying to pull everything together he just has the extra barrier with with english being his second language but he speaks good english and he's getting there and and like i said he's got great instinct great basketball instinct that that uh it doesn't matter what what language you're speaking uh if you have that it certainly helps josh your friday night event has some stuff that I mean, a lot of schools don't do anymore dunk contest things like that why did you why did you pick the format you picked um, I had some input, but not a whole lot. I, I certainly wanted you guys to be able to, the fans to be able to come out and, and, and see that. I wanted to be more interactive. I certainly said that. Um, you know, we're, they're going to play there at the end, and it's going to be kind of non-structured. But uh, I wanted, wanted to be interactive where the, the fans uh, could come out, get to know the guys, uh, get some autographs. And, and it's, it's going to be a great event. Just, you know, I, I encourage all those fans to come out and, and get their picture taken with the new guys. Get to know them. Ask a couple questions. and But it'll be fun. We're going to do a three-point contest, get some assistance involved, and you might get to see Deshaun out there shooting some balls. And and I'm sure those guys, if once they hear, they're going to be in the gym late at night because they are uh, they are pretty uh, hardcore competitors. So, uh, But we got great athletes as well, and, and let's, let's showcase it. Oh clubhouse on the dunk contest do you have a uh i don't know you have to ask vegas on that one I, uh, <laughs> I uh, you mentioned your offense kind of been a work in progress how's that come along i kind of you know i i had lofty goals on how fast we could put it in um i would say from from my standpoint in the bare bones i got about a third of it in uh but I'm not going to push too hard. It's a long season. It really is. And I would rather them be locked in 100% on what we're doing than to, you know, be looking around with a bunch of questions because I've just kind of crippled them with too much. So um, I've kind of paused the last few days on adding too much, and, and we've just been drilling it and drilling it and drilling it uh, five on O. So um, they're getting really good in terms of, you know, I would say – I'll back up a little bit. It's not really, really good crisp-wise where I want it to be, but the progress they're making has been very good. I mean, I'm excited about that. Terminology, is it different wording? It is. It is. I mean, you certainly you take that for granted sometimes when you start using phrases because every coach uses different phrases. And so, you know, that's not lost on me. Every once in a while I'll just stop and say, you understand what we're talking about. This is a smash cut. It might be called something else, 
you know, in a different program, but this is how we terminate terminal, the terminology we use here. And we're on the same page in terms of, uh, our assistance. And we just got to figure out that, you know, sometimes you see some question marks floating through people's heads and you got to slow down and just teach a little bit. Coach, you were talking about Josiah earlier and had a chance to ask you about this earlier, but, um, He's still on track to graduate in December, right? He's been here, what, a year and a half? Yeah. Uh, so I mean, what kind of kid is he that is able, you know, enables him to graduate in, in a year and a half? No, I brought it up the other day with him. We we're, we're getting some food, and and I, I said something about classes and how things are going. And and I, just every time I talk to him, it's an incredible story in terms of how he can graduate that quickly. Uh, being a sophomore in, in in college, and and he looked at me. He said, "He said, you know, it's, they're paying for. It. Why wouldn't I take as many classes as I can?" And and you just don't hear that that from from college athletes anymore. They, he's taking advantage of what's put in front of him. You know, while while someone's paying for it, he's going to take as many classes as possible and get the best possible education. And that's a beautiful thing, and it's refreshing to hear uh, in 2023. So. Uh, I, I hope he comes out of here with two really good degrees and, and maybe even a uh, emphasis somewhere else to, to, on one of the degrees. So he, he's taking advantage of it, and, and he do, does everything the right way, and we're excited to have uh, Josiah Harris. And, and uh, I think Mountaineer Nation can hang their head on people like that and the, the way in which they, they conduct their business. What he'll do after December? I mean, graduates. I'll wait for him to decide all that, and and he'll be up here on this podium, and and you can grill him in terms of uh, what those that what that looks like. He graduates as a sophomore. He may take every class offered here. He might. He might. And more power to him. <laughs>